On today's podcast, the road to WrestleMania gets a little bumpy. We have some shock title changes in Ring of Honor in New Japan. And once again, Enzo Mori proves he's a fucking idiot. I'm TJ, he's Franklin, and this is Body Slammed. Wrestling is better than the things you like. So let me ask you, Franklin, my... Why is Enzo Amore an, an asshole? Well, we'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> Fucking moron. I, I don't know what it could be. <laughs> this it, one, we uh, only have 30 examples. Oh, this one was maybe one of the worst, but we'll get there. How do you feel about the build for Mania this year, starting off with WWE as we often do? Uh, it's been a little lackluster. I don't... You had such... Besides, like, Becky. I mean, even the Becky thing, I don't think they're round. They've so muddied the waters of that, but we'll get into that. Yeah. But let's start with, we left off... Last time with the Royal Rumble and the Bill to Elimination Chamber. So we'll start off with Chamber this time. And, uh, man, we know we don't often cover the pre-show on this show because it's kind of irrelevant. But this time, something spoke <laughs> got my attention. You have the Cruiserweight title match, as you often do in the pre-show. Buddy Murphy and Akira Tozawa. Great match. Deserved to be on the main card. But here's what pissed me off about it. And it really pissed me off. It really hurt my head. Lance Storm, during that match, tweeted out, you guys all do realize that the cruiserweight champion, Buddy Murphy, is taller and weighs more than the WWE heavyweight champion, Daniel Bryan? <laughs> and I'm like, you motherfucker, you're right. He's like a couple inches taller and heavier. You bastard. It's hard to tell on TV. Yeah. But it's, that, that had me like rolling the whole night. I'm like, I tutored that. I'm like, God damn you, Lance Storm. <laughs> like, we all know that the, the, they're not real rules they have to abide by, but yeah. come on. Yeah. At least leave us the illusion. But, okay, so starting off with the main card of Elimination Chamber, you had which was not the first ever women's tag team champions. And I've had did they t- did they is that how they build it? All night. The first ever WWE tag women's tag team champions. There were people who were actually arguing, "Oh, yes it is cuz that was the WWF women's tag team champions. This is the WWE women's tag team champions." I'm like, no. It's the same company. That's like saying Triple H was the first ever WWE World Heavyweight Champion because he was the champion when it changed over. It's just not the way it works. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how long ago was the the last? Uh, eighty nine, eighty eight was when they. Yeah, so I can see them wanting to play like it's a new thing, but yeah, I also don't like, especially for people who are doing this whole um, Hall of Fame thing. Let's not ignore history yeah, people. or us podcast nerds who know better. Yeah, you know, us smart people marks. Google. You know? Yeah, Velvet McIntyre and Lonnie Kai and the Jumping Bomb Angels and you know Judy Martin. Have something to say about that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but anyway. I'm not a huge fan of tag team uh, Elimination Chamber matches, but this one I think was okay. You know, it was all right. I mean, you had Fabulous Glow, Naomi and Carmella, and you had Bailey and Sasha Banks. You had the Iconics, Nia Jax and Tamina. And the who, Riot Squad. The Riot Squad. Poor Ruby later on. <laughs> but it's that, not something you see very often. Usually Elimination Chamber match, at least the, one, the majority yeah, of ones I've seen. This was the second time it was under tag team format. I think it has a new dimension to it. I'm it, not against it. I don't want to yeah. see it all the time. Yeah. But I think every once in a while, it's a nice refresher. I mean, when you have six teams battling it out, it does get a little bit 
clusterfucky. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The more people you add to a ring, the more just the more the harder it is to actually block out action and to keep a good pace. Yeah, it almost becomes a battle royal where people were just kind of fighting in the corner. I it's almost so confusing. You expect yeah. people to just start fighting with their teammate just because like I don't even I'm just throwing punches and at this point. Did you see the guy that was behind commentary dresses when the conquistadors on this show? Yeah. <laughs> it's like of all the people. <laughs> I not only do these people get amazing tickets, but then they commit to all night. Yeah, I, is that just so they can stand out? I guess. I guess it's like I have never bought tickets on the the side of the arena that's the hard cam. Yeah, because here's my reason for it: why I always try and get the side that's not being filmed because that's what they play to. Yeah, they don't play to the fans on the hard camera side. Yeah, if you actually want to see the action, you, yeah. you, you yeah. if you want to get if you want to have the action, you know the the people playing to you or the people like reacting to you, you want to sit on the non-tv side but that's just my little wrestling fanboy point but, but if I, you send us tickets to the the hard camera we will we, oh, will, go, yeah. we will go to the show I'll gladly yeah. go but there's there's nothing that bugged me about this match is like you know i'm a big hockey fan and uh you never touch any trophy but Bef- the stanley cup you don't touch the conference championship you don't touch the president's trophy every one of these women touched the women's tag titles and it's like the hockey fan of me was like, you don't do that until you've won. <laughs> Come on, it's bad mojo. Bad mojo rally. Oh. <laughs> but again, o- overall, I thought this match was pretty good. Yeah. You know, it, it was not by any means the best chamber match of the night. That was going to be our main event. But it was totally serviceable. Great way to actually st- open a, a, an elimination. I've seen worse opening elimination When you matches. have two chamber matches, you always want to start with one. Because yeah. that way you get one out of the way, then you could have the other matches go throughout the course of the night. Same thing they do with the Money in the Bank. You don't want to do two Money in the Bank ladder matches back yeah. to back. So you open with one, you close yeah. with one. How do you feel about the safer chamber? What? Well, it's safer. You mean, air it, yeah, air quotes. I mean, yeah, it I mean, still can still can hurt you. There's but. padding down where there used to be metal grating, and that you could stand more easily on top of the pods. There's you're not crutching down to try and do an aerial move off the top of the pod. Yeah. yeah. I'm, anything that makes it. Thank you. Anything that makes it safer for the wrestlers, yeah. I'm for. It's Especially, still- like, uh, the first couple times, I, the, the first time they came off the top of an Elimination Chamber pod. Yeah, RVD seriously hurt Triple yeah. H. And I think it was because they'd never done it. They're just like, hey, I'll yeah. climb up there and do it. And once they did it, they're like, all right, so we got to make sure this is uh, reinforced yeah, and safer. Yeah, you, you can jump off of it. There's room to move. So, you know, and it's, I, it, yeah, it, it's, it's still an intimidating structure, but it's, you know, again, quote-unquote safer now. Yeah. I mean, it's safer. I still don't want to jump off the top of that fucking thing. <laughs> um, did you like the fact that Bailey and Sasha ended up winning? I did. I, I've I've been talking. I think since this podcast Man. started, which has almost been a it's year almost now, a year now yeah. because Fastlane's coming up. Or WrestleMania, came, yeah. No, Fastlane was our first one. No, WrestleMania. WrestleMania thirty four was our first episode. Fastlane was the first one. I think we yeah we watched, we watched it together to kind of yeah, get yeah. And that's we, right. we, we we did that uh, test episode that you'll never hear. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact because I love Bailey. I'm a big Bailey fan. I, I know Bailey me and so Brandon much. will disagree yeah. with on that. I love Bailey all day. so much. I love Sasha too. I do. I do too. But, but uh, I, mean, I was it, really it, glad it's, that they... it seemed like well, we'll, put, we'll put the belts on the two biggest names. That way, it's lending some credence to it. Yeah. And it's, it seemed like it was the easiest way to go. And I picked them. I'm not gonna lie because I knew how it was gonna go. I didn't know I was gonna go down. I thought how it was gonna go down. But ultimately, I got the point. So that's what matters. And you know, it's good. <laughs> it was a crowd pleasing match. Yeah. Like the crowd lit up for it. You know, it's it's good to have Sasha and Bailey have something to do. You know, yeah. leading into Mania, they're going to defend the tag. And we just, we came off a year of Bailey essentially being relegated to either an opening slot match or just not being on the pay per view. Yeah, for for the majority of 2018, it seemed. But it seemed like there was genuine emotion when they won the belt. It yeah, it was. It like, fake. Bailey was kind of crying, and, like, the yeah. crowd was... They were both kind of, like, yeah. tearing up, and the crowd up. was like, fucking you know, going for it. To be the... And I, I'm not... They're not the first ever, but to be 
under the new first in the modern era. Yeah, like the, if, the, you wanna, if you want to, if you want to. I'll qualify this, you know, the, the first time they brought it back. The, the women's wrestling is still on the rise. Yeah, it's it can only go up from here still. So I mean, it was it was really it was really cool. I liked it. I I I, I gave the match. I'm 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 not Meltzer. Talk about him a little bit too. That fucker. <laughs> Uh, I, I gave it like maybe three and a half stars. How do you, what do you feel about the Elimination Chamber in general? Like, is it uh, a match type that gets you excited? Yeah, I like it. I think it's it fits after Rumble to to finish the WrestleMania card. We're gonna get into Fastlane a little bit, but I think it makes Fastlane totally irrelevant because by that point you should know What's where you're go- going. Yeah, and, and Fastlane should be like just a stopgap, which it isn't. They still build and that it cuts the build time down. But uh, I would move. There shouldn't be two pair views between the Rumble and Mania. It should be chamber to build and then continue to build and go from there. Yeah. But you know, moving on to our next match, which was the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship match. You know, the reigning defending champions. You know, McMiz, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> and McMiz. the Usos. The Usos, who have been, I wouldn't say chronically underused. Yeah. I feel like they've been a little bit underused. Well, they've had some drinking and driving problems. <laughs> yeah, the, um, maybe that's because they've been underused. Yeah. Which is why I, I did not pick the Usos to win this match, and they did. I picked McMiz because I thought there's no way they're going to put the belts on Jimmy and Jay when they just had a DUI the week before. <laughs> but here I go getting proved wrong. And, you know, the Uso, it was a it was a you know really fun, good match. I enjoyed it. Um, was it as as good as it could have been? Was it as good as I would have hoped it would have been? Not really, but it was serviceable. Yeah, it, it's it's weird seeing Shane McMahon wearing a legitimate championship in 2019 when he's what 48. Yeah, and I mean, can't stress this enough: not an actual wrestler. Yeah, has the worst punches in ever in wrestling business. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. The the McMiz um, yeah. that that will that um, leads into fast lane coming up here. Yeah, um, I love seeing the Usos in the ring. They're they're two of my favorites. They don't. I don't ever think they're booked properly, or I think they could be booked so much better yeah. if they were if they were given a real good storyline to they're, sink their yeah. teeth into. If we're talking just a tag team, they're probably the best in the WWE. Because yeah, they might, I might not put them at the top, but they're definitely within the top three or five. The They've, new the new day is a faction. The undisputed era is a faction. Oh yeah, well I guess if we're only including two team, uh, yeah, yeah so, two I mean, member like, teams, you've got the bar that's a great tag team. And you've got the Usos. It's kind of dog. Yeah, you got yeah. And you got teams that are being underused, like Gallows and Anderson, and a few others. But I mean, as for if we're talking tag teams that are treated as an actual tag team, legitimate tag team, the Usos are pretty much it. Yeah, and they can make a match out of anything. I can yeah. watch a match that I'm not excited for, but if they're in it, I know I'm gonna at least I'm never gonna be bored because yeah, you're, you're gonna get a good match. Yeah, they work off each other so well that they they kind of make the other team work yeah. off each other as well as they are. So just again, good match. I was. Happy that the Usos were champions again because at least a legitimate tag team has the belts. Yeah. Again, I didn't get someone the, who deserves it. I didn't get the point, but oh well. Moving on to an interesting match next, you had Finn Balor in a handicap match for the IC title. Yeah. He's wrestling Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush, and whoever wins, I mean, if, if Balor can pin either man to become IC champion. Which I don't like the fact. I mean, so but like so, but the man that pins Balor is the champion. No, 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 no. no. Oh, Le- Leo Rush could not win the belt. Okay, oh yeah, oh that's right. So it's just that. Yeah, see, when you, when the rules get that complex that you have to explain it and it has to be like, a, oh, yeah. and, and but if this happens, then this, then this, you know, it just that's a little too complicated. Bobby Lashley had a legitimate gripe because he did not take the fall here. This wasn't a triple threat. His tag team partner lost, and he lost the belt. 
It's one thing if it's a triple threat or a fatal four way and you don't win the pin. You were still in the match. You know? And and I'm I'm a Finn Balor mark. I'm oh, God, the first person. Him. Especially with him winning a belt. I was so excited. Yeah. I just wish it would have been a first of all, anytime Finn Balor wins a belt, I expect to see the demon. And yeah, didn't. Pretty, yeah. Um I mean, which I kind of like, it was boding bad for me at the beginning. I was like, oh, well, he's obviously not going to win. But there's always WrestleMania for that. Mm, yeah. We have not seen the demon at WrestleMania yet, so we might. But I mean, he, he was, just to point out, in the the wrestling gear uh, Finn wears in this match, the red and uh, it's so weird. I don't think I've ever seen him in trunks of that color. Not, at least not. not. Not not with the black accents, but he does wear red, you know, a lot. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just like his uh, his. I, want, I always keep wanting to say outfit. Yeah. But oh, it, it yeah. just looked a little strange for me. What do you think about the whole uh, Lashley-Balor feud? A little underwhelming. I think that about every Bobby Lashley yeah, feud. Say, and I don't hate the guy. I don't, I'm don't. i trying just, not to hate the guy. There, there's a reason he has Leo Rush, because he has to. He He's just not charis- that charismatic. He's a physical specimen, and he's great in the ring. Like I said before, he's just a charisma vacuum. He's just not there as a, a, a superstar. He's there, at least from the cutting promos which is why I think it's such an odd team up because Finn is one of those guys that doesn't even have to speak and I think he oozes uh, personality and charisma and you know that's why he has Leo Rush who is this this Lashley just this guy you want to hate so much the (laughs) mouthpiece that you want to see him get his ass kicked which is the perfect heel right I mean that's what I think anyway say what you will about his Twitter with his Twitter gaffes that Leo Rush has had but he, he fits with I don't think I follow what are his Twitter I I don't follow he's one of the few people I don't follow when, when Emma got fired after losing to Asuka, he tweeted out, well, I guess uh, you really weren't for Asuka, were you? Oh, it's like, and like the locker room was pissed. Like, <laughs> Bray yeah. Wyatt tweeted out a response. He's like, uh, kid, I don't think you're going to be doing very well here. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, when Bray is telling you you're not going to do well, this guy has been <laughs> kind of underused himself. That's a problem. Oh, Husky Harris. Yeah. But, I mean, man, I just... I mean, considering Finn's been without a championship since... The Universal title? SummerSlam, yeah. what year? Fuck. 2016, 17, somewhere in there. Was it, I thought it was a little earlier. I thought it was, maybe it was 16. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seemed like, a, like a, quite a long reign without someone who I consider one of their best yeah. not having a title. So I'm excited he has it back. Mm, it, don't know that it'll last long. We'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't last long, <laughs> but oh well. And, you know, in the aftermath, when, you know... Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley in the ring after Finn Balor pins Leo Rush and gets the win. It doesn't go so well for for Mr. Rush. You know, he gets annihilated by Bobby Lashley for at least temporarily ending their partnership. Yeah. And it's like, okay, um I also just I always assume that they're trying to p- portray uh Bobby Lashley as the like the 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 uh, true face. Yeah. So it's a little weird to see him just hulk out on yeah. someone like a third of his size. The Almighty, which I hate that stupid ass nickname. Yeah, good guy. He does have an amazing physique. Like, yeah. in and terms he, of like guys who are big, he's, he's one a, of the. He's a great wrestler too. It's just, he just doesn't have that, it that factor. It, yeah. So I mean, we go to our next match. On the this. obligatory Ronda Rousey match, oh. which we've had uh, one per month for a year now. <sighs> Um, and, you know, so my my excitement for them has waned with each uh, <laughs> each with each one. Yeah, leading into this match, you know, we, we get the package for Charlotte Flair being shoehorned into the to the match at Mania, and Becky being for the time being at least kicked out. And it's just like, man, I was really excited for Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch because that was the hot angle, and it just seems like it muddied the waters a little bit. And you know, 
Pecky being injured, quote unquote, and having you know, it's, it's basically like that that uh, the Black Knight in uh, Monty Python. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's, it's a flesh wound. It's a flesh wound. I got this. You know, being more and more progressively hurt as time goes on. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? And you know, Rhonda has to do something in the meantime. So why not give <laughs> Ruby Riot a title shot that lasts under two minutes? <laughs> And I like Ruby Riot. Oh, I, I remember, like, I remember looking at the time, one minute yeah. forty seconds. I was like, no, that can't, it can't yeah. be that short. No, and, it, you know, it totally my, is. My, my, I'm showing my my kink here. I love, you know, quote unquote, scene girls, the you know, tattoos, piercings, wild hair type of girls. Yeah, Ruby Riot, Nikki Cross, right up my alley. Oh yeah, I love Nikki Cross. And she just poor Ruby gets annihilated in this match and has like no offense whatsoever. So I mean. Do we really need to say more about that match other than that? No, I do you want to talk about the Ronda Rousey rumors now. About, yeah, sure. Okay. So she, I guess, there are rumors that she might be leaving after WrestleMania. That yeah. it would be a one-year stint essentially because she came in. Well, leaving, leaving. As she a came full in before. Time. Yeah, she came in before WrestleMania. The Royal Rumble last year. Yeah, leaving as a full timer to and there's an out clause under contract to go have a family, and the internet was being really rude about that. If she wants to have a family, that's, that's fine with me. Cool. I'm actually more fine with her leaving because I think there are talented people that would. That could take the spotlight and run with it more. And, you know, Rousey is one of those talented people. We're just. She, I, I think she's talented. I don't think she's. I mean, I think as a wrestler, she's growing yeah. more talented. But I, th- I think there are people like Becky. Well, I mean, can, she's Sonya Blade now. No. <laughs> do you know that? No. Do they announce her? She as, is the voice of Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. But I mean, um, if she, she, if she becomes a part timer, that's fine. Do, can they have Elias be Johnny Cage now? Yeah, or maybe the Miz. Maybe the Miz will do. Maybe the Miz would be yeah. a perfect fit for being Johnny, Johnny Cage. Cage, right? Yeah, but in in the, in the post after this match, you know Charlotte gets you know a little involved, and then you know poor old Becky comes hobbling down. <laughs> she is the man. Yeah, and on her crutches and starts swinging these crutches and legitimately whaps Ronda on the head with the crutch. Yeah, bust her I- open. I love, first of all, Becky coming down with the crutches like she's never used crutches in her yes. life. Uh, the best acting I've seen. And then they just watch her. There's like a, a at least a three-minute scene of them yeah. watching her come through the crowd and then like slowly getting in the ring yeah. off her crutches. I said, I'm the Black Knight. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Just, we can go. I can go. I can go. The most unintentional. I love when they do comedy right. Yeah. And then when they do it but with characters I, I you wouldn't expect. Supposed to, I don't think it's supposed to be funny. I think it's supposed to be her determination. Yeah. But it's funny the reaction and that, like, I don't know. I, it cracked me up when I yeah. first saw it. But, you know, Becky had been suspended in storyline. That's how Charlotte got in the match. And she's like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to do this. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I love you, Becky. I mean, you're probably my favorite female wrestler right now. But Yeah, one of my favorite wrestlers period. in WWE. Yeah, in- period. But definitely my favorite female wrestler. Oh, by far, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, moving on again now after this, and you can see the marks on Ronda's face and back from that crutch. Yeah, my God. Awesome. They they did not gimmick that crutch at all, did they? Yeah. Moving on, we got Big Bash, Big Bash, Baldy, Baron Corbin. <laughs> Taking on Braun Strowman. Well, kind of Baron, just Baron Corbin. Yeah. It ends up being quite a few more. I Yeah. Is it weird to think about where people were just like a year ago? Like Strowman yeah. a year ago was... um. Winning the title with, with little Nicholas, yeah, and then like the going unstoppable on, juggernaut, and then he went on an unstoppable yeah. like spree, and now it seems like he's been defeated a couple yeah. times in unceremonious made, ways. Yeah, well, we're gonna get into something that I found absolutely hysterical about Braun Strowman here in a little bit, but this match, no DQ, so you know it's not gonna it's not gonna have some kind of fuckery involved, and they do have the typical plunder. They have kendo sticks and the stairs and all kinds of stuff. 
But then the uh, which the, I mean, if, and I don't even mind Baron Corbin going up against Braun Strowman. If you need no. a man who's like he is as tall as Strowman, I which still, is like, yeah. by itself a feat that not you know, many people can boast. People hate on Hipster Baron Corbin. It's still better than Lone Wolf Biker. Baron Corbin. I like him. Like, I mean, yeah. in terms of, like, um, I don't think he's the greatest wrestler. In terms of someone I like no. to hate, oh, yeah, I love to hate him. He's, just, he's a he's great heel. so easily hateable. Yeah. There's something about that smirk, that, you know. Yeah. That, you know, I have I had authority. I did all this stuff. Yeah, and then I went. <laughs> but, you know. It's it, like the high school uh, hall monitor who got stripped yeah. of his title because mm-hmm. he was like, yep. And we all know that kid from elementary school. Oh, yeah. But then we got, you know, Lashley and Drew McIntyre coming in, which for a while at least for the next month forms a little faction of Lashley, Corbin and uh uh, uh McIntyre which the, the the dogs of who cares. No, <laughs> Twitter had a better name for them. What? Three Man Bland. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's the greatest even though I love Drew McIntyre. Get him away from this storyline. But I, I do love yeah, not only that, what is he what was he doing before this? The last time we Impact. Played? Well, before WWE's impact. No, no, but but before like this pay per view, he was uh, he was he was in Dogs of War. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. he was yeah he's been he's been chronically underused too. Yeah, I just don't understand. I mean, it's it's. Whatever. I always think it's funny too when when three men can take out Strowman on one day, but on another day Strowman can take out 30 the entire men. Raw roster. Yep, and yeah. and a fucking ambulance. Yeah, but I mean, it's it was it was what it was. Overall, paper. I mean, we have we have another match to talk about. Overall, in the pay per view because this is a shorter pay per view. We only have seven matches plus the pre card because yeah. two of the matches are. Elimination chamber matches, which yeah. usually take take to take a minute, take 30, 40 minutes. So let's talk about how this came to be, how our boy Kofi got into this match. So can we, can we before we do that, I would every time they do the elimination chamber and they put up the rules. This is mm-hmm. I was talking about this when you have to have that many rules in a row to explain it. Yeah, it's overcomplicated, guys. True, but it's good for the people that haven't seen one before. That is true. I just yeah. wish they would like just go ahead and put the the cultaholic drinking game up there with it. Yeah, if you're gonna read yeah. that much, fuck it. Just... Yeah, uh, I love the cultaholic drinking game. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, but it was supposed to be Mustafa Ali. Yeah, who got hurt. So then they said, no, that was kayfabe hurt. Or, no, he was no, he was legitimately he got hurt. a concussion and a broken orbital or a partially or a fractured orbital. He said, no, it won't last too. Like he's he's at fast lane. So he, yeah, so he's yeah, out yeah. for less than a month. So the storyline was uh, the IWC claims that this was supposed to be the Mustafa Ali storyline. Because Kofi got in the match by, you know, running that gauntlet and getting in the match and getting the right to enter the, the I think it was, he was either one of the last two in or something along those lines. Or yeah. He, he was, he, he, he was, he won the right to be the last man in, yeah. So he was getting the Mustafa Ali treatment. But that night, man, that crowd really got behind Kofi. No, Which, I, just, I think they've been getting behind Kofi for a long. Well, it's Kofi's a people longer. behind Kofi for years. Yeah, people love Kofi Kingston. He is the, the standout but, member of... As far as the singles competitor of, yeah, of the New Day. of the New Day, yeah. He's the one that's the most, you know, every, for the last, what, two or three yeah. uh, Royal Rumbles, he's had, like, one of the, 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 either the funniest or the biggest moments of the Rumbles. So how do you feel about Jeff Hardy being the also there in this match? Because no one knew, no one picked him to win. Nobody no, did. Yeah. Mostly because I think his future with the company is so uncertain. We don't know how Well, much. they've resigned, so, I mean. Oh, I guess, they, had they at this point? Yeah, not, not at this point they had. Not at this point they had not, okay, yeah. But we'll get to that, too. And I, this, I, I mean, I like Jeff Hardy, but it's it's again. I, I mean, I, honestly, when he takes on Kofi, I get yeah. get into that because he he's been working the same gimmick for how long now? I mean, yeah, where it, it seems like you get um, at least with his brother who can yeah. change and evolve a little bit more. Where he's but he could be big money Matt. He could be V one. He could be yeah. Logan, but Matt whereas Hardy, Jeff has been more or less the charismatic enigma for t- almost twenty years yeah. now. And, you know, and I and I like Jeff too, but it's it's whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
But and I stated that I thought this may have been the greatest Elimination Chamber match ever. I wouldn't disagree. With, I can't yeah. offhand think of one I've just enjoyed because of, more. Just because of Kofi's run. Yeah, there, yeah. there are definitely, I think, moments in other ones that I've enjoyed uh, immensely and maybe topped it. But overall, like... From start to finish, this had one of the greatest like underdog stories in it. Some of the greatest wrestlers in it, like and so go, go before this pay per view, you you don't typically watch the week to week television. No, I'm I'm a little kid, yeah, because yeah. I'm a little behind on the network. You had not seen the eco friendly WWE Championship yet before this pay per view. No, I because you were like, what is this thing? What, and why? Like I, <laughs> yeah, it's it's made from organic hemp. And a, uh, a naturally fallen oak. So, like when I first saw, or what, I think I think you maybe sent me the title of like no, Brand, Brandon. Brandon sent the pictures of all the belts. Oh, that's what it and was. Said how ugly they were, and I'm like, I like some of them, but you're like, why is the women's title made of wood? I'm like, oh no, sir, that's the SmackDown <laughs> World Heavyweight Championship. What? <sighs> Daniel Bryan, the hippie. <laughs> Which only in 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 this environment in the WWE could a guy that's like a real you know strong environmentalist and fighting for the earth could be like seen as the ultimate heel, right? <laughs> it just plays it up. Um, I do love this elimination chamber starting with the first two particip- participants. Yeah. Um, of Joe and Daniel. Joe, Bryan. Yeah. I that's always usually my main complaint is that they play it very obviously with the the order of the. Yeah. When they could actually shock me with the first two people in or, or yeah, course, as they come course, out is, is a very important part. But, I mean, uh, overall, I mean, this match had everything I look for in Chamber Match. It had high spots. It had great wrestling. I'm loving Daniel Bryan as a villain. Yeah, the new Daniel Bryan. I don't know how Lincoln can be new and still be, you know, new. <laughs> I mean, talk to New York. They've been doing it for like 200 years. <laughs> <laughs> Old New York was once new. Oh, never mind. Um, but they did have some amazing spots in this. Yeah, you had like AJ doing that the forearm, uh, and you had the, uh, to the uh, to the outside. Yeah. Of the, yeah, you had another amazing RKO from from I Randy Orton. Yeah, <laughs> that meme will never die and never will. But I mean, Kofi's run and Kofi's run in the match was amazing because he 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 made me believe. I didn't pick him to win, but I was like, oh man, go Kofi, go! You got this, go Kofi, go! I'm willing to lose the point if you fucking if you yeah. can pull this off. I, if you pull this off, but there's one point in the match where I had a, I had a little conniption about it. Because Daniel, I mean Daniel Bryan has Kofi locked in the in the label lock, and he gets to the ropes and they break the hold. I'm like, no, it's a it's a chamber match. There's yeah. no rope breaks. What are you doing? But it's a minor gripe. Yeah, it's whatever. Like if, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a rope break, then you definitely have to call a DQ when someone gets thrown through the pod yeah. glass, right? But I mean, yeah, like I said, with Randy Orton with the RKO. Oh, when he does, yeah, because he catches uh, AJ coming out of the phenomenal, phenomenal forearm. forearm and gets him in the. I'm like, that and was cool. He doesn't even catch him. But AJ gets up on the ropes. He just grabs, grabs his neck, boom. boom, drops yeah. down. It's it is beautiful. I mean, almost immediately, Kofi with the trouble in paradise gets Randy Orton. Like, yeah. yeah, and like those moments when he takes out. Did you catch the throwback? To, pr- to when uh, Randy Orton derailed Kofi's push. No. So Kofi botched a move when, back in 09 when Kofi was getting pushed. And Randy Orton was pissed. And he like gets up gets up and says, stupid, stupid, and then sells the move. And Kofi's like, when after he does the trouble in paradise, stupid, and then pins him. <laughs> so it's like, I like that callback. That's like a 10-year-ago callback. I like it. But, I mean, you know, Kofi is one of the last guys in there. He's in there with Daniel Bryan. And he gets out of the label lock with that, again, bogus rope break. But then, you know, the the running knee, the one, two, three, the Kofi's miracle run is over. And if you'd have been, t- if you'd have told me that a year ago, I would be upset that Daniel Bryan beat Kofi Kingston. I'd have been like, what? no. no. I love like, I'm, first of all, I'm just excited those two men are in the ring together. Yeah. 
But like, yeah, that, I, it's great story. It's also great storytelling because no matter, like, we love Daniel Bryan, but we're so willing to hate him as a villain because yeah. he does it so well. Their 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 closing one on one encounter was gr- fucking great. Yeah, to the point where I almost wish the whole last match would just yeah. have been them, just like let you know. Like I said, Daniel Bryan goes over, retains a championship with the running knee. And the crowd is a little deflated, but they're still excited. Like, hey, building to something. We're we're, we're coming to WrestleMania. Like, yeah. if anything, hoping that this is 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 building to something. Yeah, really we're, we're monumental, getting there. Really monumentous. But I mean, you you had the spot with before the end with Daniel Bryan and Kofi on top of the the pod. The oh my, and the the whole time they're trying to um do a su- superplex, super, like a yeah, ultra a, su- plex a superplex. Almost. But they keep. The weight keeps shimmying the the plexiglass or whatever, yes. so it just looks like that 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 whole pot is about to come down on them the entire time, and it's so terrifying. Well, Daniel Bryan pulls it out, which uh, got me some points and yeah. led to me winning, winning again. Yeah. Still champion. Now I do believe that I for, I did not get my picks in on time. Uh, this one you did. No, this one I did. That's yeah. right. Fast lane. It was where I, where yeah. I fucked up. But uh, this one I just lost because I suck. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to cover now a little bit of random WWE news before we get into Fastlane, and we're going to get into Enzo Amore being a dumbass again. So we unfortunately lost some people in in this since we last spoke to you in the WWE world and even in the periphery of wrestling. You know, we lost King Kong Bundy. We lost uh, Yamaguchi-san, which was the manager of Kai and Tai, you know, Taka's old faction in WWE. And uh, we lost uh, the destroyer, Dick Byer. Which was a guy that like our grandparents probably watched wrestle. But uh, how Enzo reads into this was he put a tweet out, you know, hashtag rest in peace King Kong Bundy. Uh, you know, I remember going to the garden and I used to love to watch the guy with the green tongue get the turnbuckles. Wrong wrestler. It's George the Animal Steel. Steel, you dumb you bastard. You dumb fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and he tried to cover like, oh no, they wrestled each other. And Enzo Twitter was like, uh, they never wrestled at the garden ever against each other. <laughs> Just admit that you are stupid. It's like, all right, I'm stupid. Like, we knew that already. Yeah, we, we saw your rap music video. We 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 got that. Oh, <sighs> my God. Dude, I actually kind of like yeah. this ending just because the, when the New Day comes out or yeah. to get back to... Uh, See, now, we get to Fastlane. I, I like... That's what know, I thought. I like building yeah. up to Fastlane. They're I, like, building, Kofi's, they're building, but yeah. there's a point where you have to pull the trigger and you like, we're so close now. And Fastlane still builds. And even up to... The night, we're recording this two weeks after Fastlane. So it's... The, we're two. almost... Two weeks till WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah, two, three weeks. And, like, we're still building. We don't have set matches yet because of how the storyline continues. But like I said, we'll get there. So in, in, also in the meantime, in the WWE, we had a title change in NXT. So this is what was really cool to me. And we'll get into some NXT problems here in a minute. But Johnny Gargano dropped the NXT North American title to Velveteen Dream. But due to the taping schedule, they taped so far in advance, like four weeks in advance normally. They taped both finishes, Gargano retaining and Dream winning. So until the show aired, you didn't actually know who won. So until Dream won that night, you're like, okay, Dream won. Moving on. But also in NXT news, the next night after Elimination Hipper, out of nowhere, they call up Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Ricochet, and Aleister Black. Just like, And they've already called up a couple weeks before Lacey Evans, Heavy Machinery, EC3, and Lars Sullivan. It's like, you're going to call up nine people before Mania? Yeah. Not only no that, sense. but you're you're gutting NXT. Yeah, I mean, who's left in NXT at this point? Really, yeah. you have you have the undisputed era. And it, it, I mean, okay, so what, so far, and it's been really botched, in my opinion, these call ups because Lacey Evans is nothing but walk out and interrupt people. <laughs> <laughs> she wrestled at the Royal Rumble in the Royal Rumble, but otherwise, she's walked out, 
waved her hand as a sassy southern belle, and walked back away. It's like, what are we doing? If you're building mystique, you're going about it yeah. the wrong way. Lars Sullivan, we talked about in the last episode, had his you know, unfortunate anxiety attack and had to back away for a little while. Yeah. EC3 is doing random bathtake segments and, you know, spritzing himself with water and losing on main event. Yeah. And like, oh, of all the places to lose, that man. is not a good sign. And, like, he lost to Tyler Breeze. And Tyler, like, the internet was like, what? You call him, you lose Tyler Breeze. And Tyler Breeze was like, I didn't know losing to me was a fucking kiss of death for your career, but okay. <laughs> Poor Tyler. <laughs> but, I mean, and also, we had, unfortunately, right after the call up, got the news that Champa is hurt. Yeah. They had next surgery and going to be out for probably a year. And so he has to drop the NXT title. He just got called up and he's out. That's that's not that's not cool. Yeah. Especially when him and Gargano were starting like I'm sure that was gonna be a major part of yeah. what was gonna go happen. So now it's essentially I guess on hold until yeah. Champa's back. Potentially or they're just gonna blow it off. Yeah. And then you also have uh, Black and who Ricochet forming a tag team for yeah some okay I and I've i Alistair Black is what kind of got me back into wrestling I remember oh, turning on yeah. NXT just randomly and seeing him and that was one of the like times I sat down and really watched it I'm I'm not happy with how he's being used I mean granted it's early yeah so let me run two things by you about that about Alistair Black and the NXT as a whole Alistair Black's intro is not working on the main roster. Because you can see the board when they pull him up. Because there's not any. Okay, well, well and, and we're about to get the fast lane. Yeah. But during fast lane, when he, during his match, do they have like crappy plastic, per, uh, like orange tombstones? <laughs> no, like, there's something They're candles. Are they can? They yeah. don't look like candles. But the thing about it is, is like I guess when you're on a sound stage, it's one thing to be able to have that much smoke. But when you're in an arena and it's not enough smoke to cover the fact that he's laying on a board to be lifted up. Yeah. But so before we get into Fastlane and the return of Roman Reigns and the return of the Shield and all that stuff, something occurred to me the other day and I didn't really think about it for a while. We talk about how NXT the call-ups get botched a lot. We talk about Bailey and EC3 and a few other people, Finn Balor to an extent. Here's my theory on that now that I have. NXT is not meant to push people long term. You push them, you get them ready to go to the main roster. So you think they could be super hot on NXT, but if they stayed there. For a sustainable push, would that really work? So on the main roster, when you have to have that push for years, or have a storyline, or be relevant and it could, for yeah, years, yeah. If, if it is a slow burn, like and that's why I'm not saying that. Oh, like yeah. I'm not on the they've destroyed Alistair Black right away. Yeah, I'm thinking that they're introducing him slowly. Same thing with uh, Ricochet. Like, all right, we'll put these two as a team because they work together in NXT. They can do some interesting stuff, but we're gonna have to figure out how to move their personality, their character from the smaller arena to the bigger arena. True, 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 true. But it's just like, you know, I, I understand now that I, I think that's the last rationale is behind NXT is not there for sustainability. It's there to get people ready. Sustainability happens on the main roster and sometimes it doesn't work for people. That's very true. Yeah, but anyway, moving on to our final WWE coverage of the night, Fastlane and the subsequent fallout, the Raw and SmackDowns shortly after that, we open up Fastlane once again with McMiz and uh, the Usos, even though there are you know, no guaranteed rematches anymore in the WWE, but hey, yeah. here we are. But we certainly have a lot of them. This was a better match than Chamber, I thought. Yeah, even just for the ending, you think? For not for the or ending, you... but the match itself. I mean, when Shane drop-kicked one of the Usos out of the air doing the, the Uso splash, yeah, that was that awesome. Was, that was a really well-timed Yeah. Really well timed, and I think the match might be better because they know what they're working to. 
towards. True, they're true, working true. towards this. This um, is their blow off. They know that this is the last time they're going to wrestle because of what happens at the end of the match. Yeah. So I think in that respect, they're giving it a little more. Yeah. I mean, it's always said that you go harder in the fallout match. You know, in, in the blow off match, you, you you go hard. But Usos go over, which is to be expected, I thought. But then we got something that surprised me a bit. Because we had Shane turn heel on The Miz. Which I thought was going to be the other way around. Because I thought The Miz for sure would turn on Shane. And <laughs> I was like, okay, we'll see, how it, we'll see how it goes. And we'll cover that when we get to that particular SmackDown. But Usos retain. And uh, Shane beats down The Miz in front of his dad. With his dad's dad has that dumb look on his face. <laughs> the entire, like, what's, 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 what's going on? But uh, it was it, an interesting match. I do like. I think the Usos can be. Um, I don't. I, I think they could go up the the card. I don't like always having to see them in the the front half of the card. I think if you gave them. No, I mean, no. You mean later in the show, not necessarily higher on the pecking order. Is that what you mean? No, I mean like even because like almost every time I see the Usos, it seems like it's the the relegated to the first. I mean, this is the second time they're opening a, a pay per view, right? Yeah. Well, the chamber match opened the first, last one, but yeah, that's they were true, early yeah. on the card. They could stand to be, you know, second to third from the end because they are that good. But it is what it is. You can't get much higher than if there's a tag team to be in the tag team champions. Yeah, that's that's very true. Now, granted, it's you know there's two different tag titles in the main roster of WWE, but. Mrs. Is dad, Mrs. Dad looks so weird. Can I just yeah. <laughs> he owns a sub shop. Uh, like a Subway sandwich shop? No, Mr. Sub. Oh. <laughs> but, okay, so moving on to our next contest. Uh, Asuka, a woman that uh, should have been should have been better well, having a better year than she has, but it's been getting slightly better. Yeah, I mean, it's she has been a victim of the Becky Lynch, uh, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey storyline because they poached Ronda. I'm sorry, they poached... Becky and Charlotte from SmackDown to Raw, and now there's like not no. She means she's taking on M- Mandy Rose. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying shit about Mandy Rose, but yeah, it's he, like they 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 spoke about how uh, the reason that Asuka didn't have a match on Elimination Chamber is because there was nobody in the wrestle. Yeah, because there was either there was the women's chamber match, there was Ruby Riot and and uh, 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 Ronda Rousey. It would have been her and Lana, and nobody wants to see that. Yeah. <laughs> But before we get into the next match, did you like Elias' little segment he had again? Yeah, yeah. This, is the fir- this is the first of two Elias segments we get this yes. pay-per-view. For- Who has been announced as the, the musical guest for WrestleMania. He, oh. is, he, is the, he's, he is the pit bull slash Limp Biscuit for this year's Mania. He is the Limp Biscuit. In- <laughs> it's never a more apropos comparison has yeah. there been. But okay, So w- w- leading into this match, leading into this show, for whatever reason, I guess to more build more tension, McMahon pulls... Kofi got his match with Daniel Bryan's one-on-one match. He won the right. And then he got replaced by Kevin Owens. And then, you know, later in the night, he gets told that on Fastlane, hey, McMahon wants to see you right away. And he goes and talks to him. And then we get the Mandy Rose Asuka match, which it was what it was. It was serviceable. Yeah, it wasn't a terrible yeah. match. I, I'm, I'm worried that, like, I, I do think if you put Oscar in the ring with Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, you could see some great wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have minded seeing Charlotte wrestle Oscar again. You know, that rematch. Yeah, as honestly, opposed we're to the coming up on a year of that. Yeah, as opposed to the triple threat match, which is again, it's whatever. I would have preferred to see Ronda and Becky one on one, but it is what it is. Yeah, there's a reason we're not booking because yeah, because we <laughs> we would do it better. And of course, everyone in every smart mark thinks that, but yeah. I happen to be right. Um. I saw no problems with the match between Asuka and, and, and Mandy Rose. It served its purpose. 
Asuka look strong. Yeah, making Asuka look great. With it set up her to wrestle Sonya at Mania. Hey, as long as Asuka's not taking on mm-hmm. James Elworth hanging upside down, <laughs> I'm I'm good. Yes, with the poorly t- poorly timed riggings, you know. <laughs> But, I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, it was serviceable. It got the job done. I'm worried, like, how Asuka is going to fit into Mania. But we'll see because we still don't know yet. Um, Up next, we have a... Oh, speaking of Kofi. Yeah, so he's told told that his triple threat match for the championship is up next. So he goes running out there, and it's not. It's a handicap match against the bar. Yep, and... uh... And the bar are cackling like, 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 like... the uh, the fox in the hen house, like, haha, we got you, <laughs> our great tag team rival, we got you, and they proceed to beat the piss out of Kofi for what it was like eight minutes or something. Not even like five. It yeah. felt forever because they yeah. just destroy him, mostly because Big E and uh, Xavier are barred Xavier, from ringside. Yeah, they're barred from ringside, so they're not allowed to help. Yeah, it, it just seems like I mean, it, it's a classic underdog t- uh, strategy. See, but at, at what point? Of, at what point do you just get tired of seeing the underdog get beat down? He has to win eventually, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, but I'm not convinced that, like, I'm fine with this if it builds to some WrestleMania moment of him winning it, something important. But we're still building, and we're weeks away now, and, like, we need to... We're still haven't, we still haven't has, finalized the card. Yeah. And we're weeks away, and we're still building. It's like, we need to, like, start promoting instead of building. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally get that, but I, I'm yeah. not willing to write it off as a, yeah. a you know... Because even when he, you know, when uh, the bar obviously de- destroys Kofi in yeah, five minutes. big shocker. One of the best tag teams in the world beats a single guy. Yeah. You know? um, does he get, he gets a couple offensive moves. In, he does. But he mostly, it's mostly a squash match. But yeah. I think it makes you feel, because like the, the crowd is totally like they're, they Kof- feel robbed for us. Yeah. Because just like we feel robbed because Kofi deserves to be in Kofi that Mania event. is running wild. He deserves to be in the main event. He's deserved yeah. that for a while. If it's the main event, I mean... Or he deserves yeah. it to be a contender. In, As, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had problems with what the main event was. But anyway. <laughs> and then we lead to what we talked about earlier. You know, Aleister Black and Ricochet getting their shot at the Raw Tag Team titles. But uh, something that I found kind of funny about Aleister Black. So he uses the generic NXT nameplate, even though he never used that NXT. He used that f- customized... Yeah, you know, the, like the calligraphy, Alistair Black, smoky <laughs> name tag. It's like we get it. He's an NXT. That's not. He didn't use that nameplate. But you know, it, you see what you will about these two being thrown together as a tag team. Random. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, their personal. I wish yeah. they would do a little uh, more with their personalities yeah. clashing because I think that's the most intriguing. I mean, I was I, I was certain that Ricochet was two hundred five live bound, but yeah. may, maybe not. Now maybe he'll be a tag team guy, and. uh you know they're taking on. You know, I I, I kind of like. I mean, uh, as far as triple threat tag team matches go, I thought this one was actually yeah. quite all right. They're taking on uh, Bobby Roode and his young son Chad Gable, <laughs> <laughs> and the and the champions of the revival. Yeah. Uh, oh, that is hilarious. Is is Gable just not like the Bobby Roode's little um, cheerleader through most of the? Like, essentially, essentially, yeah. yeah. But you know, like I said, as far as triple threat tag team matches go. It was pretty okay. Yeah, especially for the first time we're seeing Ricochet and Alistair yeah. um, on how they with and they're doing all their flippy shit. Yeah, so yeah. I mean it, it does work. Um, I knew I, like obviously I, I didn't think they were going to get handed the, the tag belts no. this soon. And I don't, I, I, but I don't, they looked strong yeah. and they looked very like the crowd loved you know. I did not want the revival to lose. I like the revival. I want them to have at least a. Li- I want them to go to Mania as the champions. Yeah. Hopefully. So like, what percentage of the crowd do you think? Are actually familiar with Ricochet in black. <sighs> okay, the people that are there in the arena, 
I would say 70% because you bought tickets. You're committed. You're a wrestling fan. You yeah. probably Even if you NXT. don't watch NXT, you probably yeah. know about NXT. So how do you feel about the, uh, the revival co-opting FTR? Because when Cody left WWE and he was running with the Bullet Club, they had this whole big thing. Because they, they're all friends with the revival, but they're like, fuck the revival all the time. And like they do these little things where he whispers, oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. Fuck the revival. And they do it in the middle of ROH shows. One, two, three. Fuck the revival. So they copied it to FTR forever. The revival. That's like it's cute. It's cute. It's cute. I love the WWE's ability to co-opt anything into a money-making scheme for well, themselves. Well, yeah. I mean, even even the Bucks tweeted out when you know the revival asked for their release and they were getting job before they got. The, Don't leave here. Have the belts. <laughs> um, they're like, one day we're gonna wrestle the revival and the whole world will rejoice. And it's like, hmm. But um. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, no, I. I um, for the, I mean, again, this is a. It almost felt me reminded me a little of New Japan, where you had six men, three teams, and each person got their in a ten minute match. So each person, when they yeah. were coming in, they were coming out. It really worked in that way of like show. It, everyone got their showcase moment. Every, everyone got their shit in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple of really crazy high spots. Where Even the revival know. were doing flippy shit. Yeah. Even when they're no flips, just fit. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's flippy shit, man. But you know, whatever. Um, decent match. Ending, yeah, the ending was just kind of standard stock. You know, yeah, I think it, we of, of the three teams, we all expected that the revival were going to continue. I think a few champions. people picked uh, Black and really just because they were new and they were being pushed hard. I mean, sometimes in our game, I will admit I pick who I want to win, not who I think will yeah, win. I go straight chalk. I'm like booking says this, which is why I normally win. <laughs> so then, and then we had another match that kind of pissed me off a little bit because the no automatic rematches thing. So our truth had lost the the United States Championship on a SmackDown Open uh, U.S. Open Challenge on SmackDown in a fatal four-way against Joe Andrade and Rey Mysterio, and here we are a couple weeks later, and it's the same match. Joe Andrade, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, it's like we're not going to have automatic rematches. Why are we having two of them on this yeah. show? <laughs> God damn it, Vince. Um, I this m- m- might have been my match of the night. It was it was it was solid. I liked it. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, our truth is probably the person in the ring that I the least uh, love for, and it's not even that I hate him. I just great wrestler. He's a great wrestler. He's, just he's someone I don't like. He's he's comedy, especially at his yeah. age. He's comedy, and he actually plays that role quite a bit in this match. But I I love the different styles at yeah. play here. You had Joe as this like tap out power artist. You had Rey Mysterio in doing there. Rey Mysterio things. Yeah. Um, and then in that left Andrade with like kind of the in between of, of to be the guy that got some good moves, but also he was the punching bag. Yeah, he, t- he took most of Ray's uh, yeah. big moves. And then you know Joe retains, which I, I like Joe as the U.S. champion. Which you know this was supposed to be, you know, um, there was supposed to be Andrade and Ray on the pre-show that got shit canned for this, which that took away a point, which doesn't really matter in the long run because yeah. we'll figure that out in a little <laughs> bit. Um, Decent little match, fun. It was okay. It was was what it was. Joe retains, which I'm cool with. I like Joe. I like Joe as U.S. champion. And then, I really like Joe as U.S. I mean, yeah. out of all the champions right now, he might be the one that I'm enjoying the most. And not even particularly. Because I, I just like seeing Joe with that championship with, yeah. the, with the belt. I think he's he's meaning meaner and more menacing when he has gold around his yeah. around his waist. But then that led into the first defense of the women's tag titles. You know, Sasha and Bailey taking on Nia Jax, or as you call her, Nia Jax, and Tamina. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> All right there, guy. Um, <sighs> uh, is it me, or are they just dressing her like Jax, too? Like A little like, bit, a little bit. Just here, wear my old outfit. 
I, um, when I first thought, saw them, I was like, "Are they are they trying to be sisters? Or yeah. Is that like the, the play we're going with?" Well, th- this was this was it was an okay match, but it was kind of the low point of the night for me. This was the one where I was looking at my phone. I was yeah. tweeting more, which is always upsetting to me because I remember like first hearing that like when I first heard that female wrestling was getting amazing, and one of the first matches I think I saw in its entirety was yeah. uh, Banks versus Bailey, and. Uh, so to see them in a match like this, where I know they can do better, but they're put against opponents that aren't yeah. aren't as talented as they are. But this match had a point. The whole point of this match was to get Beth Phoenix back in the ring, because because now Natalia got involved. That leads to Natalia and Beth Phoenix challenging the Boston Connection at Mania. So if Beth Phoenix is back in the ring, I'm all for that. I love yeah. Beth Phoenix. I mean, if this match was nothing more than setting up a rain, uh, a Mania storyline, which I think it, most of Fastlane is yeah. setting up for Mania. Yeah. But, you know, like, I, again, I would have put that... I don't think I would have had a problem with that match if it was a little higher on the card, a little earlier in the night. And then yeah. Would, you know, just... Most of my complaints with pay-per-views just have to be the way they... The sequencing of matches. I think if you tweak them, yeah. you can get a slightly better flow. And then, if, then, and then we got fucking the WWE Championship match not to close the show again. Not even to close the show. We're two away from closing. Yeah, we have two matches yeah. after this. And it's just like, man, can the fucking WWE Championship ever main event a show? It's the only both that's there all the time. Because Brock is, you know, hoarding the U.S. title like it's his, or I'm sorry, the Universal title like it's his precious. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. We have not had a pay-per-view that we've talked about that uh, it has main evented, right? No, no not not yet. as of yet. It was Fastlane last year. That <laughs> yeah, right before we started. God damn it. So what's funny to me is that they announced this match as a triple threat to start with. I'm like, is... Kofi back in, and then they trot out poor Mustafa Ali to be in this match, and he gets he gets the Rey Mysterio and the Royal Rumble treatment where he gets booed out of the building. Yeah. It's like now he gets booed halfway through this like almost twenty minute match. He has the crowd cheering for him. Yeah, they turned him around, but it's like there's not a way to build somebody you're trying to build. Yeah, this is. This but is, I do think it's a, a testament to Ali that like even with people booing him and him, yeah, <laughs> he's not the disappointment. But him yeah. being in it is disappointing fans. He was able to turn it around. I'm in the US title match. All right, I'm yeah. good to go. And also like, oh, I'm sorry, the WWE Championship match. Yeah, I'm good to but go. When else would you like? I was jazzed when they brought out Ali because like, how often do you get to see Ali take on Owens, take on fucking yeah. Brian? And like, this is a very interesting mix up and I, I liked the match I, I wished it would have been the main event but again that's yeah that's me fantasy Actually, booking I don't know this might have been my favorite match of the night it was it was solid it was good it was, yeah uh, and that leads into the man Becky Lynch taking on Charlotte Flair again yeah for the this right is... to, to for the to get back into the mania match <sighs> fuck this match yeah fuck everything about this match because it was okay Becky's still playing the injury angle and I'm not spending long in this match because that's how much it kind of pissed me off. The end of this match, when Ronda comes out and does a little eh, punch to Becky to get Charlotte disqualified, yeah. which means Becky wins and Becky's back in the match. It's like, that's it? That's how she gets back in? Also, like, would, why does Ronda really care? And, like, I, I, because I of their, she, their, their, their Twitter back and forth. She wants to she, face Okay, Becky. yeah. But I guess, you know, like, if you really want to piss off your enemy, you know it's what you do. Deny them the chance to go to WrestleMania. Yeah. Maybe but the, at, at this point, for the last for another couple days, in this point, Becky, I'm sorry, Ronda's still a babyface. She turns heel rather quickly after this, kind of. Yeah. But I, I just, it was a waste of a match. It was a waste of a semi-main event. 
Yeah, and they have a big problem with penultimate matches in yeah. in WWE, especially with their pay per views of yeah. of really dropping the ball. I guess they think like, oh, the, yeah. the everyone will be jazzed for the main event. Doesn't matter what we do the match before because the WWE is the drawing, not necessarily the match. Yeah. They're wrong. Matches do matter. Yeah, but leading into what ended up being the main event, we have the reformation of the Shield, which because Roman Reigns was came back and announced he was in remission. Which yeah, he's, le- he's looking at me as an remission. Which now. leads to my Dave Meltzer, one of my Dave Meltzer gripes this go around. Uh, so he and he was speaking about it on on Good Morning America. His husband remission talking about how he had uh, treatment with pills. He didn't get chemo. And uh, Meltzer, being you know the medical professional that he is, oh, I wasn't aware that you could just take a pill. I, that, that didn't sound right to me. That's, I might buy into this whole he's faking shit now. It's like, and then like, Twitter is full of people that know what the fuck they're talking about. And yeah, there's then, some doctors on there, yeah, and, and or people who can use Google. Yeah, and there's there's all sorts of people that have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. But he got roasted like, uh, this is the pill that you take if you have early stage leukemia, then it, you can go into remission. This this is the exact name of the medication. He's like, oh, uh, I retract my statement. Uh, <laughs> but I'm also, like, I do you really think they? I mean, maybe they've lied about other things. Do you really? There's think no, they lie there's about no le- way. Leukemia? There's no way, especially with leukemia people backing him up. Well, and also yeah. the the Make a Wish Foundation, the yes. amount of children that have had leukemia, they've yeah. they've done stuff for. I don't think they would be that tasteless. Yeah. So, and then also in this match, Dean Ambrose had announced he's leaving. He's not resigning. So they kind of fast tracked this Shield reunion, even yeah. though he was a he was a heel, and he suddenly they're getting beat down by a three man bland. And he like he's in the crowd. I love like I love that moment. He's yeah. in the crowd like fighting with himself, and then he's like ah terrorist toward the ring. Yeah, and then, save save my buddy. Yeah, save 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 my brother. It reminded me like a Vietnam thing where the guy's running away out of fear. That he's like, no, I must go and like yeah, Forrest Gump must save his entire. Hey, that's it, it. Was my Forrest Gump moment. That's what I kept thinking. But oh, as, he's looking for a guy named Charlie. <laughs> oh God. Uh, but the match itself. You know, it was okay. Long. It was long. Very long. But um, um it, it it wasn't bad. I, again, wasn't bad. like I think if you put it on, if this was the penultimate match, because it's yeah. a fan favorite to bring in the shield back and then end with, maybe I don't know, maybe the, the WWE Championship yeah, for a change. Yeah, it, it seems like a strange so, idea I mean, at this point. And they, they do they do do some brawling all over the arena, which is and they cool. show you why the shield works so well in tandem. Like yeah. they still have it as as a as a comeback match for. Roman Reigns, it was yeah. a great moment, you know. That to see the fans behind him actually is is kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah, to hear him being so unanimously cheered is like so yeah. shot. And because Vince must be just wetting his pants. Oh, yeah. and, and saying, this is what he wanted. Yeah, I, I put it. I put it out there as like, do you think this lasts? Do you think that he stays over, or will they get tired of him again eventually? I mean, I, I think it depends on how he's written and how hard he's pushed. You, yeah, you can't book him like you did, or else you're gonna fuck it yeah. up. But, but Vince probably will do that. But there's two things that, that uh, to, to wrap up Fastlane that I wanted to mention. I put out a poll for the first time of what do we think of Fastlane tonight, guys. And uh, it got an overall rating. I put, uh, you know, great, good, meh, or poor. And uh, good won the night. It got, uh, I think it was uh, 61% of the votes. For. And I would actually agree. Like, of all. I would go slightly meh to good just for the, the last, for the women's champ, for the women's match. Uh, I mean, I could see that. I, yeah. I overall, I think I was pretty, um, I was pretty happy with it as a pay per view. I think it was a step up from our from the last pay per view from Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber had better. I got more than I expected. Better from, matches, yeah. but but overall, I thought it was kind of lacking. I, I got more middle. than I expected from Fastlane, but what I didn't really get 
nothing to like keep. Yeah, me and super again, I, I was I was very much comparing it to Fastlane last year, which I don't yeah. think was nearly as good. But of course, the most important thing of the night was who won the wrestling guessing game, and I'll give you one guess as to who won the wrestling guessing game. Uh, you. Yes, it was me. <laughs> Two in a row. Yes. Uh, maybe three in a row. Three in a row. Yeah. Reigning, defending, wrestling guessing game champion. This is the one uh, where I did forget to get my picks in on this time. This is the one, yeah. Uh, I was I was car shopping, and I believe, or doing something important and yeah. wasn't able to do that. So, so something for real, real. Now we get into some other miscellaneous WWE things, and then the Raw and SmackDowns fallout from Fastlane. This year's Hall of Fame class. So you've got... China getting in kind of backhandedly by getting DX in, inducted, which gets Sean his second ring. There were people that were super pissed that China wasn't going in by herself. It's like, shut up. Let her family enjoy this. They've wanted this for so long. Stephanie's been a roadblock. She's getting in. Let it happen. Yeah. I mean, a victory is a victory. Like, it might not be the way we want it, but. And then you got the honky tonk man, which, yeah, sure. I'm good with that. Tori Wilson. I'm good with that, too. Because in the age of the diva, she probably was one of the best. I'll give yeah. <laughs> it doesn't offend me that she's being... No. And then you got Harlem Heat, which gets Booker his second ring, which leads to my second Dave Meltzer gripe of the episode. Dave Meltzer was saying that Stevie Ray's not worthy. Stevie Ray's not worthy of a ring. Really? Uh, it's like, as a member of Harlem Heat, absolutely. As a, yeah, absolutely. As a, yeah, as a tag team. It's one of the greatest tag teams of all time. No, as a, a single competitor, I don't think I'd throw yeah, him in there. Absolutely not. And then, so, and then you've got the winner of the Warrior Award, whatever... That is, I hate that it's a thing because I hate the ultimate warrior. And his wife's now in creative, but whatever. Ugh. But it's actually a WWE employee, which was the original intention of the warrior. He wanted like, the everyday. To spotlight someone behind the scenes. Yeah. It's a woman named Sue Atchison who is the go-between. She cultivated the relationship between uh, WWE and Make-A-Wish. Which oh, is so she's responsible for, uh, for that Make-A-Wish being involved. So it's like, yeah. hey, right, yeah, she deserves it. And honestly, if any company being like, they're probably the company I associate most with Make a Wish. Maybe it's just because I see it more on my social media and stuff. But yeah. they've they've had a very long, lengthy relationship with that with that absolutely charity. Absolutely. So I mean, overall, it's a it's I like the Hall of Fame class, and uh, I'll be I watch the Hall of Fame. It's supposed to be shorter this year, thank God. I'm, I'm but, one of the people I don't watch the Hall of Fame. I watch yeah. um, usually clips and, and yeah, montages. Which is which is all you need. There, there's an hour long induction service on USA the night after Raw. So it's like, that, that's probably something that I would watch. But I, I still watch the Hall of Fame. But uh, so Lee, after the fallout, it was just kind of weird because the only match that we have that we're, that we're building to instead of st- still forming is Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. Everything else is kind of up in the air. It's like we don't have a de- definitive WWE Championship match because two weeks after Fastlane, Kofi had to run the gauntlet and he won... But then Vince threw the other roadblock in of one more match. Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan beats him, so we still don't have a WWE Championship match. Yeah, we really don't know where the if the tag titles are going to be featured. We have Shane and the Miz, which is going to be you know a featured. I mean, the only thing we do have was like Ronda, uh, Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte, Charlotte. We're building towards that now. We have no idea what Oscar's going to do. The tag belts are not are in question. The cruiserweight title, whatever the women's tag titles, it's like. You and we have a potential for for seven, you know. for, a, for a building to WrestleMania. They haven't built much of anything. We're a couple weeks away, and we only have a few matches we know for sure. Yeah. And there's a potential. Which, and they do that a lot with the pay per views, right? Because we'll get to a pay per view, and like the the week. Sometimes you won't post to the wrestling guessing game until the day or two before. Yeah, because you don't have the full card yet. The rules are we don't post until the day before. Yeah. So, 
But it's you know. But with WrestleMania, it feels like you should have the card a couple weeks beforehand so you yeah. can start really building it and really pushing it. Because you're gonna have to, you know. Granted, you've already filled the stadium and you've already sold the number of subscriptions, but now it's just on. about yeah. Now it's just yeah. about getting people to tune in. Plus, it's and, a great thing that if you have most of it built, you can throw a monkey wrench in there uh, yeah. near the end and kind of twist things around. And, but it's like and, so like like I I I don't care as much as I cared before about the women's championship match. Because I really was invested, I really cared, but they've muddied it so much with adding Charlotte, Becky being the hobbling, the walking wounded, and Ronda suddenly turning, you know, heel with her. I like her. to call Becky the man with a limp. Yeah. <laughs> Ronda showing up with her husband and beating up security and just being a bitch. All of a sudden, like, boo the woo, you know, damn the man, and throws the mic. It's like, what are we doing? You've so muddied this. And Kofi being, you know, bitched out repeatedly, it's like, at some point, I'm not going to care that he's going to be in. Yeah. I but still do because I, I st- love I do, and I hope that they learn their lesson, that it happens right now, that, yeah. like, they, they add him in now and that he actually maybe pulls off a win over Daniel Bryan. But, you know, with with everything going, and we don't know what Dean Ambrose is going to do if he does anything at Mania. It, it's And and Kurt Angle announces his retirement, and he's going to wrestle Baron Corbin for a retirement match. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that's a hoping that's a red herring. Yeah, I'm hoping we'll, we'll see. But the scuttlebutt is that he's going to get pulled, and Cena's going to jump in there so they can come full circle. You know, Cena's first match, Angle's last match. Yeah, hopefully the man it, who doesn't have hair faces the man who now has hair. Yeah, with the JBL haircut. I'm I'm hoping this is a JBL haircut. <laughs> I'm hoping that that's what happens. If it's Baron Corbin uh, and Kurt Angle, that'll be my piss break. But that's what it is. Yeah. So I mean, we I mean Oscar's supposed to wrestle. I said, we don't know what we're doing with that. She's supposed to wrestle Sonya Deville and possibly Mandy Rose, but we don't know that for sure yet. So, I mean, we could. there's a potential for 17 matches on this card. Counting on WrestleMania? The pre- yeah. And they've already and counting two pre-show? Yeah, uh, it could be a four, pre- four or five pre-show matches. Jesus. But I mean, what is it, like a five-hour event now? It's the, the, There's people online saying it could push seven hours this year. That's That's, that's too much, right? That's... And when one sitting, that's too much. Well, there's like there's all these on people online who were bitching about like we didn't see the you didn't bitch at Wrestle Kingdom was five hours. The fuck I didn't. Yeah, I bet it was three in the morning. I was tired. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good show, but damn. But we did bitch. That's the problem. Yeah. We bitched and then they blew us away with the show. Yeah, it'll be the opposite of here. Yeah. If, so I mean, <laughs> that that's that's gonna put a bow pretty much on the WWE stuff. So we'll touch a little bit on the periphery things uh, out there. We had a shock title change in New Japan leading up to the G1 Supercard in, in Madison Square Garden Mania Weekend. Out of nowhere, man, Jay White picks up and beats Tanahashi and picks up the IWGP Championship. And uh, so he's supposed to wrestle now the winner of the currently ongoing New Japan Cup. And if you believe Kenny Omega, it could be a red herring, like we said earlier. Um, he was supposed to drop the title to Okada at the G1 Supercard. This could be just Jay White getting a rub and getting a quick reign to, for Okada to win the to win the New Japan Cup and beat him at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah, it could be. But also, we'll see where that ends up yeah, going. Also, in Ring of Honor, we had you know it was supposed to be the Briscoes and the Girls of Destiny going up for winner takes all ROH Tag Team Champions versus IWGP Tag Team Champions. Out of nowhere, I mean, in my opinion, you know, uh, PCO and Brody King pick up the tag titles of the ROH Anniversary Show. So now it's like you know, the Pierre the Quebecer. And Brody King versus G.O.D. at at Madison Square Garden. Like, all right, I'm still going to watch. This is going to be an interesting Madison Square Garden. Yeah, uh, Mania Weekend is going to be completely the most bizarre. Mostly because we don't know what we're getting. Yeah. This is probably the first Mania I can remember in a long time where I don't really know that much about what's going to happen. We know a few matches, but that's all we know so far. Yeah. 
So and uh, so like we can guarantee people will be there, but in what capacity is so the question? Leading with the AEW tip, they've announced a second show in in uh, Jacksonville. And uh, the other wrestling... Is that their hometown, right? It's the base of operations. Oh, the, yeah. the other periphery wrestling death we had, I mentioned earlier, was Luke Perry. And you may be asking, how is he involved in the wrestling business? His son's an AEW wrestler. Is he? Who's his son? Jungle Boy. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was unfortunate for the AEW family, and especially Jungle Boy's family and, you know, all Luke oh, Perry's fans. My, before you said that, my first thought was like, wait, was was Perry in, like, <laughs> let's get ready to rumble? Ready to rumble? Was he one of the investors? <laughs> no, he, no, he was not. He was not. But um, it's an exciting slash confusing time to be a wrestling fan. You know, AEW's out there lurking with that TV deal possibly coming up. If they could, uh, if they end up on TNN or TBS, which is the going rumor, that would be so huge. That's a huge network. That would make huge clearance. Vince start sweating. I think a little bit more than God damn it. <laughs> Who are these fucking kids? Well, I love the contracts he offered them. He offered them, you know, like contracts with a ninety day out. If you don't like, if you don't like the way it's going, like we're even booked, you can leave in ninety days. Just give us a shot, man. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm gonna go change the world. But, I mean, do you have anything else to add before we get out of here for this episode? No, I don't think so. I think we covered just about everything. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for Mania, actually. I'm excited and confused. Yeah, the confusion is adding to my excitement. I'm sure I'm going to be we'll be recording in, like, a month, and I'll be yeah, disappointed. Like, but I'm going to be so drained that weekend between the ROH New Japan G1 Supercard and NXT TakeOver New York. So, like, timing-wise, do we know when they're all starting? Or is it going to be overlapping? Is it going to be one There's gonna after be, another? There's going to be, okay, so you got the, you've got the... Uh, NXT New York on on Friday. You got the Hall of Fame and the G1 Supercard on Saturday, and then Sunday you have Mania. So I'm gonna be sitting on my couch for extended periods of time that weekend. <laughs> so I mean, we'll see. Um, so as always, follow us on Twitter. You know, we live tweet most of the shows. I do. Yeah, you you do most of that <laughs> heavy lifting. And but, uh, uh, make sure to uh, follow us on Facebook uh, or well, yeah, Facebook or Twitter. Give us a like or a review. Reviews especially are yeah. very kind to us. We love those. Yeah. Five star review, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> Get a four. We'll accept a four. Yeah. Uh, come on and lose to me at the wrestling guessing game because you're gonna just yeah. do it. Just lose. Yeah. I need to start putting money on it so I like I like. You could feel the need. Yeah, so I'm sitting like he's half the time I just pick who I want to win or uh, yeah. just taking guesses. But like if there was something on the line besides just uh, your bragging, which is yeah. it's starting to get to me a little bit. So eh. I'll start. That's the whole point of the game, man. You got to brag. We had like a three run, uh, th like a three episode streak of you not winning. I was so yeah. happy. And then I'm back, baby. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the secret is, and I hate saying this, is the WWE booking is somewhat predictable. It's very predictable. Oh yeah, well, especially yeah. if you're like you and you've been watching for yeah thirty. And I watch. Yeah, I'm, 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 I watch the weekly programming. I see where they're going. Yeah. And like, and what, you, like you and Stephanie and uh, Pinky always say that they pick who they want to win. And I pick who I know or who I know or think is going to win. Yeah. Which is you're probably the, doing the better way because that yeah. way if like the person you want to win wins, you're happy. Yeah. But if, if they lose, you're happy because you got the point. If, if Kofi would have won the title at the Olympic Champion, I'd have been thrilled because I would have lost. But I still would have been like, that's awesome. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Uh, prediction. Do you think Kofi's going to uh, take it WrestleMania? I fucking hope so. If he, if, That's, if That would be such an inspiring They have choice. to put him in the match. They have to. And I think that crowd will accept nothing. There's no way that they will accept Becky not winning and Kofi not winning. Yeah. Everything, and that's honestly the two that I think you have to have. They have yeah. a really successful main Brock, this year. Brock could even retain, and the crowd would be okay with it if Becky wins yeah. and... Oh my god! But if Rollins won on top of Becky and yeah, uh, yeah. They, yeah, they they would blow the roof off the stadium with no roof. 
Yeah, and they have to, well, they have to do something because they're competing with a lot of other people in a very short. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania weekend was always crowded, but now it's super yeah. packed. You've got three pay per views in three days. Be still my heart, my little wrestling loving heart. <laughs> I cannot imagine working in a like a hotel in New York or in like near Madison Square Garden. The amount of wrestlers walking in there, just can't, you can't. You should be like, what the like hell the is going on? The entire New York, New Jersey area, because the WrestleMania is in New Jersey. Uh, NXT and and uh, NXT is in Brooklyn. The uh, G1 Supercards and Madison Square Garden is like, oh my goof. There's got to be like one plane where it's just nothing but wrestlers, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> But, you know, hey, like I said... Ravens. Plane ride from hell. Yeah. Number two. That always, why is that the flight from hell? Why is that plane ride? Whoever says plane ride. Do they say plane ride? Or did I it's say called it? the plane ride from hell. Okay, so I got it right. Yeah, why is that the plane flight from hell? From Whoever hell. calls it a plane ride? It's a flight. It's a goddamn flight. <laughs> I take car rides all the time, don't you? <laughs> a car ride, yes. I don't take It's still a weird rides. way to say it. Let's take a car ride, guys. Yeah. Let's go for a drive. But anyway, <laughs> you know, rate, resubscribe, Wrestling Guessing Game on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Love you guys. Come lose to me. And as always, till next time, for Franklin, I'm TJ. You've just been body slammed. <laughs>